Welcome to Primordial Path. My name is Casey and I'm your guide on this podcast, which is dedicated to exploring ancient meditation and healing practices. We'll examine them through an accessible modern lens and discover how they can profoundly impact your life, your body, your mind, your soul, your energy. So stay tuned. Here we go. Hello and welcome back. Today I'll be chatting about prana vidya. Now I've mentioned this ever so briefly in previous episodes and today I will break it down for you. So what is prana vidya? Prana vidya literally translates to the science of the life force and it is primarily focused on accessing the energy that is dormant in both the individual and in the cosmos. So references to prana vidya can be found as far back as 500 BC. Of course, today we'll focus on it from the Pachantric perspective. As we already know, we have a system of awakening energy using the chakras, which are the energy plexuses, and the nadis, which are the energy channels. We've spoken about both of these a few times now, so go back, have a listen if you're not too sure what they are or what I'm talking about. Now, we also must consider that from a tantric perspective, there are two basic principles of the universe, prana shakti and chitta shakti, which can be defined as energy and consciousness. They're separate entities existing in duality, yet they are the opposite poles of the same principle. The first stage of prana vidya commences with practices designed to awaken the prana. The next stage involves practices that raise and store the awakened prana, and the more advanced practices facilitate the expansion and distribution of prana internally throughout the body and externally into the surrounding environment. Now, with each progressive stage, we aim to develop and further refine pranic awareness, sensitivity, and control. Each stage must be mastered before moving on to the next, and the process in itself could take months or even years. Tantra works on the principle that expansion of consciousness is specifically brought about by the liberation of energy. Therefore, if one meditates for a thousand years and there's no release of the energy, then the evolution of consciousness is simply not possible. So if we look at the science of pranavidya, at the level of the individual, prana is the vital energy flowing within the body to keep every organ alive and active. This individual life force is just a part of universal prana, just as individual consciousness is a part of universal consciousness. Vidya means meditation or knowledge. Thus, prana vidya means knowledge of the life force, meditation on the life force or realization of the life force, first at the individual level and eventually at the cosmic level. So just as the voltage of electricity can be increased, the store of prana in the body can also be increased. By using intense concentration, one-pointed awareness, visualization, psychic energy is circulated through specific pranic channels within the body. And after some time, this generates vast amounts of prana shakti. In fact, prana vidya progressively develops awareness and control over the field of prana to such an extent that it brings about an awakening of great potential which lies dormant within the depths of our being. So where then does this fit in relation to the koshas? We discussed the koshas in a previous episode. Again, go back, refresh your memory if you need a lot more information on these. But as an overview, the five koshas, as we discussed in the last episode, are number one, Anamaya kosha, the physical body. Number two, pranamaya kosha, the pranic body. Number three, manamaya kosha, the mental body. 
Number four, Vijnanamaya Kosha, the psychic body. And number five, Anandamaya Kosha, the bliss body. Pranavidya is concerned with the pranic body, Pranamaya Kosha, number two. So this is where the chakras and the nadis live. Remembering that the chakras are the energy wheels and the nadis are the energy pathways. So when we begin to expand one's awareness of the pranic body, subtle sensations such as heat or tingling indicate the presence of prana in different parts or regions of the physical or pranic body. And as one becomes more proficient in pranavidya, pranic awareness becomes more and more refined until the pranic flow is experienced as currents of energy and visualized as particles of light flowing through the nadi. And when perception becomes completely attuned to the pranic body, a body of light may even be seen in which there are thousands of delicate wire-like structures conducting shakti or energy. Now, before we look closer at the chakra, we must remember that pranavidya is exceptionally subtle yet powerful and it requires patience, intense concentration and refined perception. The generating station for prana is muladhara. The storage center is Manipura, and the distribution center is Ajna Chakra. Generally, Pranavidya practices awaken prana from the Muladhara Chakra, the root chakra. After awakening and raising prana from Muladhara, it's taken then to Manipura Chakra, which becomes a temporary storehouse, and then further to the distribution center for prana in Ajna. Now, once sufficient energy has been generated and stored in Ajna, it is distributed to different parts of the body. Prana can also be extended further afield and directed externally to transform the environment and to heal and uplift others. This is the work of energy healers or laying on of hands or Reiki masters. So before concluding the practice, it's important to return the awakened energy back to Muladhara. The original source. And when we use the chakras and the nadis to identify and influence energy patterns in the body, we can also bring about a greater vitality, healing, and shift mental programming or patterns. So through regular practice, we can begin to experience prana as pure light, connecting us to the source of life and consciousness, and eventually merging with the cosmic energy completely. In Pranavidya, Pingala Nadi is the main Nadi used for raising prana, as it represents the more extroverted vital energy within the pranic body. Circulating prana through Pingala awakens and expands this solar energy. Both meditation and pranayama combined act as stepping stones that lead naturally to the practice of pranavidya, remembering we need to have the energy release, hence the pranayama. Pranavidya practices generally expand the quantum of prana within the individual. Such expansion occurs both internally and externally. The expansion of individual pranic awareness and capacity is reflected externally through greater levels of influence. In addition, energy blocks are released as prana is moved up and down the nadis. And as energy is liberated, it becomes available for distribution and the organs, muscles, bones, cells, and atoms are nourished. More life-giving energy and less tension means the related systems of the body function more efficiently, effectively, and harmoniously. Negative states of mind and emotional tensions are overcome when prana flows freely and in abundance. The psychological state is reflective of the underlying pranic condition, and thus, by directing the flow of prana, the mind becomes tranquil and calm. So this is why we need that energy release, that constant movement of the prana. 
When the mind is steady and still, the ability to concentrate develops and the meditative states of dharana and dhyana are experienced. Through pranavidya, a deeper understanding and higher level of consciousness emerges in relation to prana and life. When this occurs, the entire body-mind is completely revitalized to such an extent that there is a sense of being reborn. Now, that sounds bloody good to me. 